nyanyanya pa mba babwe zimbabwe <coughs> the broken bunsen burner burns so bright south jamie southeast asian peninsula hey, hey jamie yes i think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch to Progressive today. Santa ski, slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor, Hindustan Times. And this is the Books and Authors Podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Hi, so today I have with me uh, Janvi Mishra, who's written The Punished, Stories of Death Row Prisoners in India. Hi, Janvi. Hi. Hi, Manjula. So, Janvi, tell me about this book, you know, um, I mean, I know it's stories of death row prisoners in India, but it must have been harrowing to write it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, the stories kind of present um, a range of perspectives, um, okay. not just the convicts, but also family members in some stories and uh, yes. um, third party observers in some stories like researchers or journalists. It was difficult mm-hmm. to write because um, it was challenging to kind of think of the convicts as more than the crimes that they had committed. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was as challenging for me as it might be for the reader. But uh, mm. once I kind of pushed aside that first response of disgust and of, uh, then I could, you know, understand a little bit. And uh, that's when I began writing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't an easy process. It wasn't mm-hmm. enjoyable, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was very rewarding. Okay. Should I read the flap so the you know, listeners know what it's about, the book? Yeah, as you please. Between 2013 and 2016, Project 39A, a criminal justice research and litigation center based out of National Law University, Delhi, conducted interviews with death row prisoners and their families. These interviews became the basis for the Death Penalty India Report 2016, a first of its kind in empirical study on the socio-economic profile of death row prisoners and their interaction with the criminal justice system. But the study also revealed something else. It brought to light the deeply human and personal stories of very real people and a snapshot of their fluctuating realities. Based on these interviews, here are 19 stories written by Janvi Mishra. Profoundly moving and illuminating, the punished takes us on a journey into the lives and minds of the people, of the men and women, often demonized by society and discarded by the state. So I can imagine that this must have been an experience. Um, yeah, it was uh, uh, very challenging to write this, but also very rewarding. Okay. Um, yeah, it was difficult to kind of, um, um, for me to think of the criminals as being uh, more than the crimes that they had committed um, mm. initially. Um, so that mm-hmm. was a big challenge. But uh, mm. once I kind of pushed, pushed aside that first response of loathing and disgust, um, mm. I could I could kind of, my understanding expanded and I could start to write. Um, okay. But yeah, it was, it was challenging for sure. Almost everybody in the book, uh, who are the subjects, have, have said that they were, they were not, uh, you know, they didn't do it. They were wrongly, 
you know they were framed or whatever but uh, uh, except for the for the guy who killed his uncle i think all in all the stories is you know that's that's been the case so is this do you think this is a do you think people on death row don't want to accept often that they themselves might have done these things um i think i i i think there's a mix of people under trial on death mm-hmm. row um mm. some have obviously committed the crimes that they are accused of but there are yes. a significant number of people who might not have um okay. yeah that's the tragedy of the situation and that's why it's so important to deal with these stories to engage with these stories of of uh, death row prisoners um mm. but um i think within within the book i have that i think there are quite a few people who do um admit to committing crimes um mm. but i haven't kind of dwelled on that too much because mm-hmm. i don't want to kind of the, the crimes that they committed or did not commit um mm. is is incidental really to yes. um, their stories in the and mm. and that and and that in the book and mm. that is how that is what i wanted to show to kind of all i wanted was to kind of present them as human beings who had who had you know more to say about themselves who had, who have multiple dimensions um mm. um and the crime is part of is is something they may or may not have committed but that's not okay. all they are hmm yeah i know that project i mean in the in the forward project 39a um uh, i know that you know that they that a lot of people kind of did the interviews and stuff with the prisoners so talk about that yeah i did not do the interviews project mm-hmm. 39a their students and and people involved did the interviews they tracked families across india um mm-hmm. and uh, interviewed them um i did not do the interviews but um, even just reading the interviews was uh, um quite difficult so what did they do they they presented you with 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 a sort of like a, a dossier of you know all these cases and yes. you... that's exactly what happened i kind of got um, a number of transcripts of interviews um mm-hmm. some more legible than others um mm-hmm. um and uh, so it was quite raw actually because not not because a lot of times the prisoners were quite silent and did not want to say too much and mm-hmm. uh, so that was an interesting process and i think the structure of the stories or the brevity of the stories is a result of that you know uh, okay. the fact the fact that the prisoners were quite reserved and hesitant naturally mm-hmm. to say too mm-hmm. much about themselves and that i hope has come across even mm-hmm. if in just the brevity of of the stories mm-hmm. yes it was it was very difficult um even yeah um making sense of um the transcripts in the sense of where to start you know um mm. because these stories are really uh um distressing and uh, a lot of times they are the trauma of the prisoner is so great that they can't even fully comp- comprehend what's happening to them um mm. like in the story punished mm. uh, um that man is uh, so broken that he can't even speak anymore uh, properly in full sentences so he's mm-hmm. kind of broken spiritually and not and mentally um mm-hmm. yeah trying to make sense of the transcript was a challenge in itself actually mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And a lot of these people seem to have mental issues as in like, which I don't know whether they started off with them, all of them, I mean, you know, or whether they, it happened during the course of incarceration yeah, and torture, I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the nature of their crimes are such that a lot of them um, um, do need, uh, are mentally kind of um, disturbed. They need some kind of counseling. Um, unfortunately, that's not available to them um, in our system. But yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of them do need it. And um, I have tried to illustrate that in, in a few stories. Um, yeah. Mm. And I don't know, I mean, I mean in, in some cases, yes, um, um, the, the need to block what had happened um perhaps is so great that the the the, 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 the they, they feel mentally kind of um um, um they, they become mentally distressed after the event in some cases mm. perhaps but in mm. quite a few of them um they mm. are already um fairly disturbed and 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 need some kind of counseling in either case i think mental health is a big issue in in this kind of incarceration and mm. they don't really have the facilities to deal with that Yes, uh, in in that in one particular story, the doctor says that he is, uh, you know, when when the nephew, I don't know which which story is that, when the yeah. nephew goes to meet the doctor in in the prison, he yeah. says he's got hundreds of people to look at and he can't possibly, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so when you read when you read the stories, the I suppose the idea and even the foreword says the idea is to like kind of highlight what's happening right within the prison system and also. Um, uh, perhaps help the reader have more empathy. So talk about that. Yeah, I think um, um, I think it's very important for us as a society to kind of to to engage with uh, the lives of death row prisoners to understand where they come from and who they are. I think it is very important for us to. It's hard. It's difficult, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's important for us to know where perhaps. Because society's role in 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 violent crimes is something that needs to be acknowledged, and we need mm. to learn uh, where we as a society fail, um, mm. so that these kinds of crimes are are not repeated. Um, mm. So I think it's very important to engage with these stories. I never hoped for the stories to evoke any sense of um, um, simplistic sympathy, any kind of sentimentality. Mm. Because mm. I, I think that's uh, that's not an emotion that um, allows one to see the bigger picture. Mm. Um, you know, as I say in, in, in the author's note, I think um, sympathy, the, the immediate sympathy we feel for the victim is what precludes mm. us from seeing the accused as fully human and deserving of due process. Uh, yes. So I think... I hope that I hope the stories engender a sense of understanding that can mm. encompass both the the victim and the accused. Um, mm. That is very important because, as I said, I think it is very important for us as a society to um, to understand and to hear these stories um, only so that these 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 kinds of crimes are not repeated and we can evolve as a society. You know, I'm not really hopeful about um, us evolving or any human society evolving so much that we can eliminate, you know, violent crime. It seems yeah. interesting. Yeah, you know. you're right. I mean, to, to completely eliminate, yeah, that would be very idealistic. But um, but also to kind of um, de- dehumanize particular 
convicts or scapegoat mm. particular individuals uh, mm. thinking that miraculously that could solve all our problems, I think is a fallacy. I don't think that would happen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Every time there's a crime like this or a crime, a violent crime in India, which, which kind of draws a lot of media attention, television attention, especially, you know, and people outrage about it and yeah. call for castration and for yeah. instant executions. And it happens. Extrajudicial killings by the police happen. Especially the Hyderabad case, where yeah, you know, yeah you're right. I mean, I think we're so we're so frustrated with the way things are that uh, mm-hmm. we tend to do things like like that. But I think in a in in a law in a law in a state that you know is is lawful and is, uh, I I think we need to kind of move beyond that need to need to scapegoat and need to kind of punish that one individual and uh, mm-hmm. you know um, we need to move beyond that and 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 you know, and see why something happens. Um, mm. Yeah, um, to kind of, because then the death penalty sometimes uh, becomes, I, I don't want to talk too much about that, but I feel like um, it shouldn't, uh, the simple violence of, of, of death penalty shouldn't actually conceal our inability to, to deal with deeper problems. Mm. Yeah. This feeling among the public that, you know, if you kill this one person, yeah. um, we're sorted. But it happens again and again. And every, exactly. every you know, every year you have this, oh, it's not even year, I mean, every, every <laughs> once in a while you have, you know, yeah. you, have, you have this crime, this horrible crime, and then yes. you know, this outrage. Uh, and it's, it's almost like an egg, exorcism, you know, when yes. the person is finally uh, apprehended and all that. You know, so it, it also, uh, at some level, it plays into a very base instinct among exactly the, right. So talk about that if you can. Yeah, just that. Um, it I think yeah, it does it it does play into that kind of uh, need for revenge in us. The, the, mm. the mm. you know kind of fear and and need to sacrifice somebody yes. in order for in order for uh, things to be solved. But we know mm. that that doesn't happen. I mean, we have proof of that over the years we've seen that that doesn't work um, mm-hmm. and that is where these kinds of stories and this kind of work comes into play where you know yeah people need to put aside those first and immediate reactions of you know wanting to get revenge and start mm-hmm. actually engaging with these stories engaging with uh, why something happens can you talk about the profile of death row prisoners? They all seem very poor and largely uneducated, you know. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, none of the um, uh, interviews that I read, read none of the prisoners um, had even basic education, really. Um, and that, yeah, um, according to uh, the death penalty in your report that you, that you talked about initially, um, over 74% of um, uh, death row inmates in India are from extremely poor backgrounds. And that is uh, that is uh, an important thing. We need to consider why that is. And we need to, yeah, um, why is it so much easier to kind of uh, uh, convict um, poor people? I'm sure uh, all classes of people mm. have <laughs> evil in them, <laughs> so to speak. Yes. Yes. You know, why is it so much easier for the police to, um, yeah. 
so you know what i'm seeing like when i read the read the stories is uh, is you know the poverty of, of these you know uh, of the people who land up on death row yeah. except for the army officer and except for i think that guy mandeep who's a fa- farmer and killed his uh, yeah his uncle most yeah. of them seem extremely extremely poor yes yes um yeah those were the two exceptions um but yeah i mean there was overwhelming in the transcripts i i chose certain um transcripts to to do these stories but um mm-hmm. i had a, a lot a, a lot of them and the mm-hmm. overwhelming majority were uh from impoverished backgrounds also we need to see we need to consider why um our judicial system that is so complicated and so expensive why mm. that is i mean it is inaccessible it's not a question of why we know why it is inaccessible mm. to uh, uh those very people because of their poverty uh, those mm. very people that it chooses to punish in these extreme ways these are very mm. important questions that we need to um engage with mm. Hmm. I thought you know at a local court level the yeah. the local language would be used and the person who's accused would understand what's happening but clearly that's not the case right yeah as you, as you as you read um a lot a, a lot of times that's that's not the case um they don't they don't um, feel um well represented um by the lawyers assigned to them um the yeah um sometimes they don't the lawyers don't even talk with um the prisoners mm. um if, yeah the, the, these are problems that we that we need to look at um um but in the book in the in this book my my attempt really is to um show the prisoners as human beings to kind of mm-hmm. uh, show them as multidimensional as people rooted in society they don't mm-hmm. kind of exist in vacuums and have nothing yeah. to do with regular life you know they are very much mm-hmm. part of society and we need to engage with them so 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 the book is basically about representing the prisoners as human beings that's the first step mm. i think yeah that was janvi mishra author of the punished stories of death row prisoners in india This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder, and nobody goes home. You can see right here, I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back. My pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can, and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.